Good morning, NGU. Good morning. Hope you guys are doing well. I pray that your semester has gotten off to a great start. Uh, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. First of all, I want to just thank uh, Justin Brown and Campus Ministries uh, for the opportunity. Thank you, uh, Dr. Fant, Rich Grimm, uh, for the opportunity to be here. Uh, just want to give a shout out to to my wife, uh, Sharon. Thank you for all your support. Love you. Um, my name is Kelvin Long. Uh, I have the privilege of serving as the head women's basketball coach here at North Greenville University. I'm going into year three, and I'm so thankful uh, and grateful for the opportunity to be here. Uh, but enough about me. Uh, let's get rolling to what we're here to talk about today, and uh, let's let's talk about uh, what we're going to do today in in chapel. Um, so let's. If you pray with me, uh, let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your many, many blessings. Uh, Father, you are so good, and we just, we're just thankful. Uh, we're grateful uh, for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you're going to do. Lord, I pray that you would uh, prepare us during this time of sharing. Uh, Holy Spirit, fall fresh on me uh, at this particular moment. Uh, have me to hide behind the cross. And Father, it's not by um, my might or power, but by your spirit. Uh, spirit of the living God, fall fresh right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. So let's get right into it. So today we're going to talk about, just for sake of brevity, uh, we're going to talk about being in purpose. Being in purpose. So our scripture today is going to come from John 21, uh, 1 through 3. We'll canvas uh, a lot of the chapter, most of the chapter, uh, but we're going to focus our efforts. We're going to focus our time and sharing on verses one through three. Uh, so grab your Bibles, uh, grab your tablets, grab your computer, grab your cell phones, whatever you have. And uh, let's go to the word of God. I'll give you a moment to get there. Man, I'm excited about sharing this word. All right. John 21. And we're going to we're going to focus on verses one through three. Uh, let's go to the word of God. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, James and John, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, we'll go with you. So they went out, got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Got in the boat, went out, got in the boat, and that night they caught nothing. I want us to really focus on Peter's, uh, Peter's response. Uh, I'm going to go fishing. So we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about being in purpose, right? So just, uh, in this time, just praying to the Lord of, about what to speak and, and what to present and what to share. And the word purpose uh, came up over and over and over. Everywhere I looked, purpose, purpose. Uh, so I'm thankful um, that we get to share a word about purpose on today. So let's just set the scene really quickly. Um, you see here in John 21, uh, Jesus has been crucified and resurrected. Jesus has appeared uh, two other times to his disciples 
Um, the first appearance, you see the disciples are scared after the crucifixion. They're scared. They're uh, they're running. They're locked behind closed doors after the horrific death of Jesus Christ. Uh, that's John chapter 20, 19 through 23. The second appearance, we see doubting Thomas, which we see Thomas here, uh, one of the disciples who doesn't believe that Christ has risen. And Jesus pays Thomas a visit to confirm, in fact, that, yes, Thomas, I am alive. The disciples are in disarray. They are running scared from the religious leaders in Jerusalem, and they have no plan going forward. So right now we're in the time after the crucifixion, but before um, Jesus disperses the Holy Spirit um, at the day of Pentecost. So uh, John 21 picks up um, right where we are. Uh, we see Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, the sons of Jeb Zebedee, James and John. John is the disciple whom Jesus loved. And two other disciples who aren't named here. Uh, and they're trying to figure out what the next move is. Peter tells his brothers, all right, y'all, I'm about to head out. All right. We're talking about in purpose. So uh, the first point we want to press upon you today, this morning, uh, is what's familiar is not always your purpose. What's familiar is not always your purpose. All right. So we, let's, uh, let's go to verse three. Uh, I'm going out to fish. All right. Peter says, I'm going out to fish with Jesus not present on a day to day basis like the previous three and a half years that he walked with the disciples on earth. Um, Peter decides to do what's familiar. Peter decides he's going to do what he knows. How many of us know that old keys don't open new doors? How many of us go back to this is a question. How many of us go back to old relationships that we need to be done with? How many of us revert back to old ways? When Jesus has called us up and out, Peter is intentional about going out that night. You got to understand that Peter, his vocation, he's, he's learned and trained in being a fisherman. That's his vocation. That's how he made his living. All right. He's a skilled fisherman. And we just we see the scene uh, in verse three that they were out there at night. So Peter understands that you go out fishing at night. You can, and this is common practice uh, in biblical antiquity. You go out at night to fish, you catch the fish, and then in the morning at the market, you, you're able to serve fresh fish to be, to be served and to be bought at the market. So Peter is very intentional about what he's going to do. He's going to what's familiar, he's going to what he knows, and he's going exactly to his training. All right. So, um, and you're saying, you're probably saying to yourself, Coach Long, Kelvin Long, that's what he knows. He's doing what he knows. Jesus isn't there on the day to day. There's no plan, particular plan in place at the moment. He's doing what he know, what he knows. He's doing what he's been trained to do. Okay, I get that. But I'd argue um, that if we operate from a place that's safe, then how can Jesus stretch us and take us to a new level? All right, let's go to Luke chapter five, really quickly. All right, we're going to do some Bible gymnastics on today. We're going to uh, we're going to get a workout in, in in the word of God today. All right. So, let's let's focus on verse verses uh, Okay, let's focus on we'll start at verse 3 and then we'll end at uh after verse 4. All right. Uh, Jesus, he got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, Simon Peter. 
and they asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let the nets, let the nets down for a catch. All right. Jesus is calling is not calling us to the familiar. When we have an encounter with Jesus, he's not calling us to uh, go to the familiar, go to what we know, go to how we've been trained. But he's calling us to the deep. He told uh, Peter, uh, push out, launch out into the deep. He's calling us uh, into the unfamiliar. The deep is unfamiliar. All right. Your your purpose is not always what's familiar to you. Let's just keep that in mind. Your purpose is not always what's familiar to you. All right. The second thing we want to talk about this morning talking about in purpose is Jesus has purposed you. You, me, he's purposed us from the beginning. All right. How do I know? Let's go to Jeremiah chapter one, verses five. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Purpose. I set you apart. Why is he setting you apart? Because he has a purpose. He has a plan for your life. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. I know we have in our mind what we think that we're supposed to do or what we think we're going to do. But Jesus has already already has our purpose laid out for us. Remember, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Need more evidence? Okay, let's jump over to Jeremiah 29 and 11. Very familiar passage of scripture. Uh, You probably learned this growing up. You probably have heard this all throughout your time being here on campus. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope in a future. Like Peter, like me, like you, Jesus has our purpose in his hands. If you're in the space right now trying to figure out and find out what your purpose is, I want to challenge you to seek the Lord to see what he says about it. All right, let's jump to uh, John, back to John 21, verses 7 through 9. All right, and we're just going to read that really quickly. Then the disciple who Jesus loved, um, that's John, said to Peter, It is the Lord. And as soon as Simon Peter heard him, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garments around him, for he had taken it off and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from the shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals that were with fish on it and some bread. I like to submit to you when we're talking about being in purpose, that the thing that we're searching for today, um, and we're talking about purpose, Jesus has already have it and he has it prepared for you already. Note the burning coals and the fish and bread on it, right? So Peter, the six other disciples, they're out all night, they're fishing, they're trained, they worked all night, they caught nothing. Jesus screams to them from the shore. Hey, have you caught anything? Friends, have you caught anything? Nope, they don't have anything. They find out it's the Lord. Boom, they go to him. And look what he already has set up, ready to go for him. He has breakfast for him. And I would like to just play with your um, your, theolo- your theatrical mind. Uh, the Lord has fish and bread. Bread, what kind of bread goes with, with fish? I would probably argue that it's some hush puppies there with you. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But. Uh, But yeah, Jesus already has it already figured out for us. Peter is out all night. He has amazing skills as a fisherman. 
He's with his bros, but Jesus already had it figured out. The third thing we want to talk about, talking about in purpose, Jesus communicates the purpose to us. All right. So let's go to John chapter one. 40 through 42. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what Jesus had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brothers, Simon, and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which then translated to Peter. Luke 5 We'll go back to Luke 5. It gives us a little bit more detail. We're going to go Luke 5, 6 through 11. And mind you, this isn't the first encounter, John 21, with Peter dealing with Jesus and fishing. All right. Verse 6, and we're going to go down to 11. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus's knees and said, go away from me, Lord. I'm a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. There it is. You will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore, left everything and followed him. Just kind of a side note. Uh, Peter is from the city or the town of Bethsaida, which means the house of fish. Simply your purpose, my purpose is rooted in obedience. All right. Jesus catches Peter through his vocation as a skilled fisherman. But now he turns that on its head. You're not going to fish for fish anymore. You're not. That's not going to be your um, your your thing going forward. That's not what I'm calling you to going forward. Now you're going to fish for people or fish for people. Peter, with no idea what he's doing, he's in between the period of what was being a fisherman and what he's being called to do. Jesus has called Peter to fish for people. We have the same call. The Great Commission, Matthew 28, 19, 19 through 20. Therefore, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of age. All right. So we're going to talk about our la- we're going to get into our last point. Uh, my pastor growing up used to say, you don't have to be long to be strong. So we're we're getting ready to land this plane. Your failures don't cancel your future. Your failures don't doesn't cancel your futures. You should get excited right there because your failures do not cancel out your future. All right. Let's look at John 21. Going back to our text and let's go down to verses 15 through 17. All right. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? more than these yes Lord he said you know that I love you Jesus said feed my lambs and again Jesus said Simon son of John do you love me and he answered yes Lord you know that I love you Jesus said take care of my sheep 
The, ter- the third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Jesus is a carpenter. That's, that was his trade. So he could fix anything. All right. Uh, and is anything too hard for God? So we, we see this. Um, we see this exchange between Jesus and Peter. Peter actually fumbled the bag back before the crucifixion, denying Jesus three times. So now Jesus being the carpenter, being the great fixer, he reverses all those all those denials. And he asks Peter three times. Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? So Jesus is counteracting all the things that Peter has done in his past. He's canceling out all the things that Peter has said, denying Jesus three times before the crucifixion. And now he's having Peter to confess that he does, in fact, love Jesus. So now he's reinstating. He's reinstalling Peter. He's not canceling Peter's future uh, as being a great preacher, great speaker for the gospel um, going forward. But he's also negating uh, the things that that Peter has done before. So just a quick recap. We talk. We talked about four things today. We shared about four things. What's familiar is not always in your purpose. Jesus purposed us, purposed us from day one, and Jesus communicates that purpose to us. Your past doesn't always determine your future. So I pray that this message has helped somebody. I pray that uh, the Lord be glorified in our time of sharing. Uh, I thank you and and God bless. Let's let's pray real quick. Father, thank you for this message. Thank you for a fresh word uh, that has gone forth today. We know that when your word is sent out, it doesn't come back void to you. So, Father, we just thank you for this opportunity. Uh, I pray that somebody uh, can take this word. and be lifted by it. And I pray, more importantly, that you are glorified through this time of sharing. Father, we thank you and we love you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.